Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today we are going to be breaking down Friday's slate of DFS college basketball action, primarily DraftKings because they seem to be the only ones offering full contests right now, but that's okay. So we're going to be breaking down this five-game slate and telling you who we want to put into our lineups. We're going to preview the marquee game of the night, as well as go over some high-priced, mid-priced, and low-priced options at guard and forward that we will be putting into our lineups. If you would like to see my full DFS lineups, we've actually cash three in a row now head on over to the patreon patreon.com slash mike's money picks you'll get my lineups for college basketball nfl college football and more and make sure you follow me on twitter at mike's money picks i'm dropping stats and facts that i don't always get to on the podcast as well as i'm willing to answer any start sit or lineup questions that you may have Lastly, if you're here for college basketball, I'm hoping you will find one of the other sports we've got here on Mike's Money Picks. Yesterday, we had an NFL preview for Week 13, and the day before that, we had two college football previews for the Friday night slate as well as the Saturday slate of Conference Championship Weekend for DFS. All right, that pretty much covers it. We've got a pretty good five-game slate tonight, y'all, so let's go ahead and start breaking it down. But first, a quick word from our friends at Anchor. The marquee game of the night, which is one of the best matchups of the season all year so far, is going to be Gonzaga versus Baylor. So this Gonzaga versus Baylor game, it is a rematch of the 2021 National Championship, which was honestly kind of lopsided in favor of the Bears. But this one has an over-under of 164.5. It is projected to be a close game, so both teams are implied to score over 80 points. So not only is this the marquee game of the night in terms of the matchup, but it is the matchup that you want to get players in your lineup from. So let's start by talking about Gonzaga. So for Gonzaga, Drew Timmy has been very consistent with his minutes and his fantasy production. He has a minimum of 28 minutes and 30 fantasy points in every game. He is the guy that he is the ultimate cash game option for tonight's slate on DFS because you know you're going to be paying up a high price for him, but you know you're going to get that high floor. You know that he's going to be out on the floor, and you know that he's going to be getting the ball in his hands. So I think he's a super safe cash game option, and I actually like him as a GPP play as well because I don't think Baylor has a whole lot of size down low right now to deal with Drew Timmy. Second on Gonzaga in terms of DraftKings pricing is Julian Strother. He has been super consistent with his minutes, but not with his fantasy points. So far this season, he has a low of 16 fantasy points and a high of 44. So basically what it boils down to when you look at it for Strother is he is super dependent on tempo and on rebounding to be a viable fantasy player, which is not something you say about a guard a whole lot. But when you look at it, the games that are higher scoring, he tends to do well in. The games that are lower scoring, he doesn't. And usually it's because of his rebounding totals. When he's able to get rebounds, he does well. So this one, I don't know. I think this game is going to be high tempo, but I don't necessarily think there's going to be just you know rebounds all over the place of Baylor because Baylor is a pretty good offensive team. So I think that he is definitely an option, but he's not exactly the safety as some of these other guys that are going to be playing in this game. Speaking of lack of safety, Antoine Watson is another boomer bust option for the Zags. He's had three games so far over 30 fantasy points, but four games under 19 fantasy points. So you don't really know what you're going to get. Uh, I don't really see that much of a pattern in his production, unlike Strother. So I'm probably staying away from Antoine Watson unless I'm just absolutely onslaughting this game. Probably my favorite Zag to play in DFS tonight is going to be Nolan Hickman. So Gonzaga pretty much always has 
really solid point guard play. Especially like under Mark Few, it's been pretty darn consistent. Like you think back to, you know, Nigel Williams Goss, Jalen Suggs, last year that Andrew Nemhart. You know, they kind of didn't really have that guy on the roster this year, or so it seemed. I think Nolan Hickman is that guy. He's kind of taken over the role of this team's true point guard as a distributor, and he's gotten over 28 fantasy points in his last two games, and DraftKings' price has not really kept up with that kind of role switch for Nolan Hickman. So I think Nolan Hickman is a great play tonight. He's a guy that I'm probably going to be having in almost all of my lineups tonight. Malachi Smith, the transfer from Chattanooga, has been a little bit of a disappointment for Gonzaga. I think they thought they were going to be getting a more productive player. And when you look at his prices and his game log, I think DraftKings thought he was going to be a more productive player as well. And, you know, he's kind of been a little bit of a disappointment. His minutes have been getting dropped. He's losing that point guard role to Nolan Hickman. So I don't really think Malachi Smith is that safe of an option. However, the talent is there. We know that he was a big-time producer at Chattanooga, and he played well in big games at Chattanooga, including the NCAA tournament game they had against Illinois. So I think that he's definitely an option, but I think he's going to be super high-risk and super low-owned. The only real true like deep value I see on Gonzaga is Ben Gregg, who has back-to-back games over 14 fantasy points. And at his price tag, I'd be okay with 14 fantasy points. So if you're looking to cut cost and onslaught the game, Ben Gregg is the guy for Gonzaga that I would do that with. Now let's talk about Baylor, the Baylor Bears. Adam Flagler is the man for this team. He's gotten over 31 points in every game but one, 31 fantasy points, excuse me. And he's just a super safe option. He is game flow proof. He has done, he's produced well in games that were low scoring, high scoring, blowouts, close games, whatever you ask, he has produced. So I think he, like Drew Timmy, is another super safe cash game option. And I think he has a high floor because of when you look at how game flow proof he is. And I think he also has a high ceiling because I think this game really could explode and be a game that gets into the 80s and 90s. Keontae George is Baylor's second option. And he is much more boomer bust. He is super dependent on the three-point shot. Almost half of his shot attempts have been beyond the three-point line this season. And when you look at their six games, he's got four games over 30, two games under 15. So you really don't know what you're going to get with Keontae George. And really, when you look at it, I was looking for a pattern. There really isn't a pattern with the game flow. So it's not like he's you know not playing well in blowouts or not playing well in close games, not playing well in wins. You know, there's nothing like that. So I just think he's a really boomer bust option that if your point is to produce a lineup that can boom, I think he's a really solid play. LJ Cryer is a much more high floor, lower ceiling option than Keontae George. So if you're looking to get Baylor Bears into the lineup, but you're looking for safety, LJ Cryer over Keontae George. If you are looking for ceiling, Keontae George over LJ Cryer. Now, none of Baylor's three forwards that play a lot of minutes, that is Bridges, Thamba, and Loner, none of them are worth their price tag, in my opinion. However, one of them got to guard Drew Timmy. And you know, one of them's got to be on the floor to do that. And when you look at the matchups, I actually think that Flo Thamba is going to be the one that's going to have to match up with Drew Timmy. And I think he's going to have to play more minutes to be able to do that. He's the only guy in their front court that has the size and athleticism to kind of hang with Timmy a little bit. And the guy off the bench that I think they might be, you know, using to stop Drew Timmy is Josh Ojeon Wuna. Josh Ojeon Wuna. That's how I'm going to go with it. 
he is a guy that can come off the bench and he's got a lot of size he's got a lot of athleticism and he might be the guy that comes off the bench and guards drew timmy if one of the starters gets in foul trouble but I don't know. I, I think they're going to have a tough time slowing down Drew Timmy, and I think that the bigs aren't going to be that effective because they're going up against Drew Timmy. They're going to have to be expending a lot of their energy on the defensive end, not on the offensive end. All right, so that does it for the marquee game of the night. Let's go ahead and talk about some different options outside of this game that I want to get into my lineups. Looking at the rest of this slate, there are really a lot of interesting options in terms of games. Like, we don't really have a whole lot of rock fights on this slate. There's not going to be any games that are going to end in the 50s and 60s. Every game has an over-under of over 135 points, and all but one have an over-under of over 140. The game that I would personally prefer to target second would probably be Colgate and Auburn. It has an over-under of 143.5. Colgate is one of the fastest teams in the country, and Auburn will play to whatever tempo they kind of just adapt to whatever their opponent plays. So I think that this will be one of those running gun games, high scoring games. And I don't think that Colgate will have the athleticism to match up with Auburn, but I think that Colgate will still be able to get some shots and shoot the ball and score it. This has a lot of vibes of the 2021 first round NCAA tournament game between Arkansas and Colgate, where both teams got over 80 points. So let's talk about some other options outside of specific games that we want to get into our lineup. So I'm going to go for for the guard position. I'm going to do one in the 8K range, 7K range, 6K range, and 5K range, and then the same for the forwards. So the high-priced guard that I like tonight is Tyree Appleby of Wake Forest. He is $8,000 on DraftKings. So Wake Forest last season had Alondis Williams, who won ACC Player of the Year. And Tyree Appleby has pretty much single-handedly replaced that production of Alondis Williams so far this season. He's currently averaging 20 points, over four rebounds, and over five assists. And he has more games over 40 fantasy points than not, which is pretty impressive. He's pretty much more likely than not he's going to get to 40, and he's going to hit five times his value. Wake Forest has scored 68 points in every game so far this season. They've been a pretty solid offensive team. And when you look at the game total and the over-under in the point spread, Wake is implied 69 points in this one. So I think that Tyree Appleby will still be able to get to that production, even though he is playing against ACC competition tonight. In the 7K range, I like Jameer Young at Maryland, who is $7,300. He was a super-duper high-usage player at Charlotte. He was really all they had the past two or three seasons. He was an all-conference USA selection. And he's starting to become that at Maryland. He's got at least 35 fantasy points in his last two games, which would give you five times value. And I think that Illinois doesn't really have, you know, the elite quick defensive guard to match up with him. So I think that Jameer Young will be able to see a lot of usage and see a lot of production tonight against Illinois. Casey Morsell is $6,400 from NC State. So NC State, watch them a lot over the battle for Atlantis. They play four guards in their starting lineup, and Casey Morsell is one of them. And so when you play a lineup that has four guards, all of them got to contribute on the boards. You can't just rely on your one big man to get all the boards. So Morsell has a lot of upside because he is a good rebounding guard. So when they play this four-guard rotation, it also means that all of them are going to have the ball in their hands. And there's kind of just games where 
one kind of takes over and, you know, the other three are in the back seat. There's games where all four of them contribute. It's, you know, there's not really a pattern to it, but Morsell to me has a lot of upside because of that rebounding and because he has a season high of 42 fantasy points. He's only been under 24 fantasy points twice so far this season. So I think he's a mid-pressed guard with a lot of upside in a game that is sure to see a lot of points scored against Pittsburgh. The low-priced guard that I want to target is R.J. Melendez of Illinois. He comes in at $5,000 on DraftKings. And look, Illinois had a lot of transfers in this offseason, and it's taking a little bit for them to shake out just how their team is going to look, who's going to get the minutes, who's going to get the basketball, who's going to get the production. And I think they finally have figured itself out. And this offense is going to go through Terrence Shannon, Coleman Hawkins, and R.J. Melendez. And R.J. Melendez had 31 fantasy points in 22 minutes last game. That's well over one fantasy point a minute, which is what we like to see. And he has 25 fantasy points in each of his last two games. So we're seeing an increase in production and an increase in minutes and an increase in usage for a guy who's still $5,000 on DraftKings. Sign me up for R.J. Melendez tonight. Now, switching on over to the forwards, the high-priced forward that I want to target is Janai Broom of Auburn. He is $8,500 on DraftKings. So we're looking at an up-tempo game against Colgate, and I don't think that Colgate will be able to match Broom's size and athleticism down low. I think it could be comparable to the Bradley game where Broom had 35 fantasy points in 17 minutes. I think this game might actually be a little closer than that one. And so you're going to look at Broom getting a little more minutes, which is going to mean more fantasy points. And if he can hit that two points per minute mark, that would be insanely impressive. It would make him an easy lock in our lineups tonight. Now, the 7K range for forwards. I really like Hunter Tyson, who is $7,800 at Clemson. Here's why I like Hunter Tyson. Clemson has implied 70 points in this game. When his team has scored 70, he has gotten at least 27 fantasy points every time, and he averages 34 fantasy points in games where his team scores 70. When Clemson does well, Hunter Tyson does well. And while I think Wake Forest actually will win this game outright, I think that both teams are going to score a lot of points, and both teams will hit that 70-point mark that I've kind of talked about with Tyson and Appleby is so important. The 6K range for forwards. I like Coleman Hawkins, $6,500 from Illinois. Now, the triple-double says all that you need to know. Last game out, he had a triple-double against Syracuse. And, y'all, it's really hard to get a triple-double as a college player in a 40-minute game where you could foul out really easily, you can get in foul trouble really easily. It's really hard to play the minutes necessary and get the production necessary to get a triple-double in a college basketball game. In that triple-double, he had 48 fantasy points, and he also has another 52-point, 52 52-fantasy-point 52 performance this season. And so you're looking at a guy with a massive ceiling where the offense is starting to run through him a little bit. I mentioned it in the R.J. Melendez section, and so I just really like Coleman Hawkins at that price tag at $6,500. Now the low-priced forward is going to be Keegan Records, $5,300 from Colgate. And this is a super high-tempo game, and he's shown a ceiling so far of 43 fantasy points. I don't see any reason he can't get to that ceiling in what's going to be an up-and-down game against Auburn. All right, that does it for the other options, and that does it for tonight's preview. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you got some names that you can put into your lineups. Like I said, I'm going to be loading up on the Gonzaga-Baylor game, and I like all of the guys I just mentioned. Going to probably make a few lineups and see how it works out with some of those different options. 
if you want access to my full DFS lineups. The primary lineups are what I'm posting to the Patreon, and the primary lineups have three caches in a row, guys. So head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks to get my full lineups for college basketball, college football, NFL, and more. All right. That does it. If you like what you hear on the podcast here, please rate and subscribe. Please help get the word out. I'm trying to grow this listener base bit by bit as much as I can. And honestly, that does it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you all next time. Mm-hmm.